What's the cure for getting off of the streets? Is it an arrest? Is it a scared straight moment? No, it's moving in with your dad. Let's tell that story. What's happening? It's Robert Kennedy the third RK3. That's me, and welcome back to another episode of the What's My Story podcast, the show where we take people from there to here. Yeah, the lives that you had, the things that you used to do, the things that you used to do, you don't do no more. You know how they say that in church, right? <laughs> Listen, we just want to explore pivotal moments in people's lives where they are now able to navigate towards their success. So do me a favor. Join me every Monday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Eastern Daylight Time, whatever time it is on the eastern coast of the United States. If you want to have people that you know, if you have influencers, if you have ideas for people that you want to see on the show, do me a favor. Boom, right here. Text me. 410-936-4049. We'll get you on our list. We'll make sure that you know when we're going live, what's happening with us, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do me a favor. Just be obedient and text me. 410-936-4049. If you are a small business owner, coach, consultant, and you want to get greater visibility for yourself and your business, join me in the Storytellers Growth Lab. We share a lot of tips, tricks, tutorials there just to help you up your game, especially in the video storytelling space. So join me, go to storytellersgrowthlab.com or you can go to Facebook and hit up Storytellers Growth Lab. We'll be there, we'll be there, we'll be there. So what are we gonna do today? What are we gonna talk about today? We're gonna talk about a story of a young man whose life changed when he moved in with his dad. Now, it's gonna be a fantastic story and I hope that you're watching this, but you're not watching it while you're driving. If you're ready to hear more about this story and you're driving, do me a favor, turn it off right now, save it till later because we've got the audio version coming on Thursday morning, 7 a.m. We do the audio version of this podcast or you can just go to whatsmystorypodcast.live and you can get the audio version of all of these. So let's do this thing. Let's tell this story today. My guest today is Chris Sykes. He's a health nut. He is the co-founder of the Success Fundamentals podcast. He's a successful financial advisor and he is a starting defensive back or was a starting defensive back for East Carolina University. Come on, what's happening? Chris, welcome to the show, my friend. Robert, thank you for having me. I really, it's a pleasure to be here. Listen, man, I'm so glad that you're here. I, I know that we've connected a little bit through your podcast and, and we'll be doing a little Absolutely. bit of swapping later on. Can't wait to be on the show with you guys, but I'm really glad for our conversation today. What, what are you up to right this moment? What's, what's the most exciting thing that's happening in your world right now? Well, uh, the, one of the things that I'm doing currently that's exciting me is getting this Success Fundamentals platform off the ground. Uh, my co-host, Brian Gosak, and I figured that um, it would be really fun to really talk to successful people like yourself 
and uh, kind of get to the bottom of um, success and what success actually means for people. Because in our minds, we were we asked ourselves, you know, if you met if you meet anybody on the street or you just meet anybody, you ask them, do you want to be successful? One hundred percent of the time, everybody will say yes and nobody would yeah. tell you no. So we take a deep dive into that um, and not just success on what it means from what the world says is success, but helping you define it for yourself so you can live the life that you always wanted to live. So that's our, that, that's our mission. That's our journey. That's what's exciting right now. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think if we go back, I think before the show, we were talking about my former podcast. And one of the reasons I started a podcast myself in the first place was to talk to successful people who I might not be able to just walk up to on the street and ask 100%. them why you're successful. But we could do that on a podcast and have some really great conversations. So one of the focuses or the main focus of this show is really to dive in to situations in people's Absolutely. lives, right? Where, where they had to make a choice or something happened that caused them to pivot or move in a direction that allowed them to be on that success track they are right now. So in your case, your neighborhood or where you were growing up was not necessarily the best or most conducive for success. <laughs> if you would say, tell us a little bit about that. No, it was not. I am from College Park, Georgia. So for people who are listening to this podcast who are from Georgia and who are specifically from the city of Atlanta, they know exactly what I'm talking about. They so I'm from College Park, Georgia, which is a, which is a, which is the south side of Atlanta. Um, and uh, so pretty much, if you know that area. Uh, you know, so we grew up off of off of uh, um, off of Old National um, Highway, actually, um, and in the area, you know, growing up in that environment, you see you see a few things. Um, one, you either in order to be successful, you either had to play sports, you either had to be in some form of entertainment, or you know, the the illegal way was the was the was the drug game. Um, one of the reasons why it was pivotal for me, because even though I was good in sports, I didn't think that was a possibility living where, where I was because of how things transpired. So for example, I give you give an example. So for example, um, I went to Westlake high school for three years. I went, which is and anybody from you know in that area, uh, that's where, if you're, if you like football, that's where Cameron Newton went to high school. As a matter of fact, we were high school teammates as a matter of fact, oh, but, wow. um, yeah, yeah, we were high school teammates. I did not play when I was at Westlake. I was like, I want to make put that out there. I did not play when I was at Westlake. Uh, with that, like, that I was team. Cam's favorite receiver. No, <laughs> no, no not me. <laughs> not me. I did not see the field. But um, but I I I went to school. I wasn't actually supposed to go to Westlake High School, mm -hmm. right? I was out of district, so we had to. You know, my mom had to do some finagling to get me into that school because she thought it was great because we actually had a next door neighbor. Um, who went there for sports? He was really, really good in basketball, and she felt that I was that was a good school, based on because a neighbor went there. But um, at the time, it was a lot of it was a it was a mixed crowd. So you had people who was where I'm from went to the school, then you had some people that 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 had better circumstances go to that school. Um, but even though I had you know some talent in football, I didn't really get to uh, showcase that a lot one i did not play two i did not go to i didn't go to camps and three we couldn't afford to go to camps because of where we lived right right so um which leads from where i'm from when you, you go outside and then you just get attracted to what's outside so you, you get to hang around people who are doing things that you think are cool at the time 
but and then since that's all you know the since that's all you grew up around you really don't think that you have an outlet or a chance for anything else but this because when you go to school the people who are on the team with you they would go to those seven on seven camps i did i ran track two they would go right. to they would do there would be they would be in some track programs i didn't do any of that it was just in season and then that was it it was just something to do right. um so yeah it was well, go ahead one of the things that I remember watching the movie Boys in the Hood a long time ago, mm-hmm. and one of the things that blew me away was the mindset that there was not anything more than what was available in the neighborhood. And so there was no oh, hope. There was no no bigger ambition or no bigger dream for a lot of them. So as you are in this this kind of situation, as you mm-hmm. are navigating this do you ever feel like there's something different or do, does it ever occur to you that hmm there's something off or something not right or something different about the way that I'm being growing up do you, do you see other uh do you see a greater vision or a greater goal for yourself outside of this right right now or at or or back then at that time at that time at, back then at, at that time, growing up, at first, you didn't know that this was struggling. You didn't know because mm-hmm. you just everybody because everybody in the neighborhood had experienced the same thing. Right. You know, we were, you know, either the lights were out or you couldn't you know, you didn't have any hot water or. Wow. So what, what me and my brother used to do, uh, my sister, we used to we had to rush to do our homework before it got nighttime because there was no mm-hmm. lights in the house. And my mom would like light the candles around the house, but that wasn't enough light to do homework at all. So um, at the time, you would think that that this is what life is. As a matter of fact, um, I knew something was different because uh, it wasn't always like that. So life's changed for us when we, when I was nine, my sister, uh, Hope, she, her father passed away when she was two. He died in a car accident. So up until that point, up until nine years, we didn't really struggle like that. John had a great job. Um, you know, we, we, you know, we didn't really struggle. Even we was in an apartment, you know, in, uh, in college park or in East point at the time, but it wasn't, it, we, it wasn't any type of struggle. Now, when he, when I was nine and when he passed away, that's when everything went downhill. So we, we, so we progressed to move into a worse area in, in, in the neighborhood. And then you dealt with everything else that was coming with that. Um, wow. so that's when life started to change and that's what that's how we knew like okay something was up because we were okay and then boom things just started to decline decline so we so we so at the time we had moved into a house in college park so we was in a better area was in a a subdivision um and then when john died we moved out the subdivision and then we moved further and so we had to we went we moved from a house uh to a triplex a one bedroom one bathroom triplex um right over that time so that's when we knew like okay this this is not normal um and i would go visit my dad but my dad see it it was funny because it it wasn't necessarily abundance it was more so when i would go visit my dad in the summertime they 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 live in they live in a uh more rural part of georgia i was in heaven down there even though it wasn't Hmm. i didn't i didn't have anything i mean i didn't have to worry about anything to eat the lights were always on always warm and I was fine. But when you came back into an area where you see a clear contrast of what's of what your situation is, then then you start to question. So, yeah. Yeah. But then but also too representation when yeah. you growing up, you people with 
money or who look like you are either in, in or in entertainment or in the drug game or the or they play sports so wow. as a rep, subconsciously that's what you think that you have to that's what you have to do to get money and it, every other every of the every other avenue is not really an option really wow so you you're seeing this expected path for yourself as as you're as you're growing and then you kind of go to to where your dad is and you see something different when does it begin to occur to you that i don't know i I want something i want something more i want something different so my dad started putting that bug in my ear when i was in ninth grade I didn't move with my dad until I was a junior in high school. Well, actually, I'm a senior in high school. I was just finished getting my junior, so I moved. I was officially a senior when I moved in. So he started putting the idea in my head, and he was in a he he he's it was the total opposite. He, you know, he had money, he had a successful career, um, but I was just with my mom. You know, that's how the court system go. But um, so he started putting the bug in my ear in ninth grade. And we, so then at the end of my ninth grade year, I told him, I said, okay, I officially want to move with you because my mom and I don't really have the best relationship. And we used to get into it all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Because as, as you, as a kid, as you, and you're growing up and you become a teenager and you don't know how to thoroughly express yourself, you become rebellious and disrespectful if I'm being honest with myself. So mm-hmm. we used to get into it a lot um and of course she you know she did her you know she did her things but i'm not going to get into that but it's just, that's why we were we used to butt heads right so um he knew that and he knew that if i was continue to stay in that environment then things would go not you know wouldn't be ideal for his son so we actually so i told him that i wanted to move him move with him at the end of ninth grade year and the 10th at my 10th grade year signed all the affidavits i was it at the very last minute I said no. Very last minute. Wow. Wow. Uh, okay. So he spent all. So, go ahead. So before you jump into the next piece, I, I want to know why you said no at that point. Okay. But before you go into that, I just want to take a pause for a word from our sponsor. What's up, fam? It's your boy, Kirk Nugent, your live video coach. And I'm excited to share with you our masterclass series. We're going to have masterclasses on StreamYard, Ecamm, and remote production. But we start in October with StreamYard. October 17th from noon to 2 p.m. is when we'll have our masterclass on StreamYard. All the functions, all the features, every minute detail, we will pour over them. And I'll also share with you my secret sauce, how I run my shows, and how I run shows for clients. You don't want to miss this. Go to kirkrnugent.com slash masterclass to reserve your seat. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. I'm looking forward to engaging with you. We're looking forward to figuring out how it all works. Yeah, go check out Kirk R. Nugent. Kirk is a master at live streaming and everything that has to come with it. So make sure that you go check it out if you want to get better, if you want to improve, if you want to create more visibility. We talk about visibility in the Storytellers Growth Lab, but you also have to have the tools and know how to operate those tools in a way that you can monetize as well. So check out the Masterclass by Kirk R. Nugent. All right. So you get the opportunity to leave where you are, where things are not going so well. You sign the paperwork. And then you say, no, what Mm -hmm. happened? 
at the time we moved into okay it's it's a it's a neighborhood in uh um in college park it's called castlegate and that's mm-hmm. a, that's where we just moved to which is an even worse area in at least at the time i haven't been there in a long time but it is at the time it wasn't a good area at all we had just made that move right just made that move and if if i'm really being honest with myself i think it was the fear of the unknown it's almost like this, right? I, I People say fear of failure all the time. I think that was, I wouldn't say success, but the fear of you can actually have a life that you actually want and it kind of scares you. So as opposed to you moving, taking that step forward, you remain in the same situation because it's what's comfortable to you and that's what you know, right? I only knew my dad when I used to go visit with him during the summer times. And I knew that he had the means to take care of me and I could pretty much do what I wanted to do, maybe from, a, from an athletic standpoint. But I, it was it was me leaving. I, I'm the oldest of six at the time. My youngest brother Joseph wasn't born, so I was, it was five of us. So I was the oldest, the oldest of five. Just signed this paperwork to move with my father, and then it was me. And it was uh, me leaving my brothers and sisters. So it was all of that emotion wrapped up into one. My dad spent all this money on lawyers to get me. And then at the last minute, I said I didn't want to go. Period. Wow. And then at that time, my mom, uh, what she did was use that to take my dad back to the court to get some more child support. And then they like almost quadrupled the, tri- the, the child support payment. So at the time, she thought that, well, he attempted to get him. He didn't want to go. So boom, that's I'm gonna use that to to you know to get more child support money and the in the and the court did it. So that's wow. that and then that's when things at that point, that's when things really got um unstable with me and my mother because it was more so that you attempted to leave, you had the opportunity to go, you didn't go, so now I know that you're not gonna leave. So then I could pretty much do what I want, pretty much. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So uh, tell us about what ends up happening now. You end up, how do you end up at your dad's and what begins to take place in your life? Where, where's, where's the turning point in your life after that? When I moved with my dad or before? Uh, what, 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 what was the turning point that made you decide, yep, now's the time I need to go to my dad? Okay. So I remember having a dream one day, actually two, two events happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first event happened was the scariest moment of my scariest moment of my life. It was it had nothing to do with me. I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. What happened was so in Castlegate, it was at the time it was it was a uh, in a two neighborhood radius. It was six gangs there. We had, wow. you know, it was six gangs that that was around that area, right? So my a friend of mine had got into it with one of the gang members that morning for school. Now, mind you, I'm not in the district to go to the same school as them. So what happened was he came back after school and told me, hey, you know, I got into it with so-and-so. And we were just talking about it, but that was it. So after school, what I used to do, we would come home, I would drop my book back off, and I would go across the street. So I go across the street, and as you know, as as you know, as the day goes, it gets nighttime and then we're sitting out, we're sitting outside in front of his garage. As we're sitting outside in front of his garage, we see a car just pull up. It wasn't fast or anything. They just came and just stopped in front of the house and we didn't know who it was. They rolled out the window and they just start shooting up and start shooting at us. Right. So wow. we run into, so we run into the garage 
and I'm sitting behind the, he had a couch in the garage. It was a green couch. I sit, I go behind the green couch and I'm just looking at the wall and just seeing bullet holes going through the wall. And I'm just sitting there closing my eyes and I'm praying. Like if I get out this situation, I'm that's it for me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I can't, I can't stay wow. in this area. Cause that was a close call. It had nothing to do with me. I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And they, that, and that, and that's what they did. So my mom comes out, she's yelling my name. She yells my, she's yelling my name. And then I'm thinking that I didn't know if they left or not. So I'm thinking that now they know where whoever Chris is, he stays right there. That's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. Right. Right. So um, she started asking me what's going on. What happened? What happened? I said nothing. I said, nothing. It was just, you know, it was a misunderstanding, whatever. whatever. So then I called my dad and said, uh, no, that's that. That was the first thing. The second thing was happened. I had a dream. I had a dream. I had a dream. The dream was if I once I graduated high school, I was on the corner selling drugs that that was the mm. dream i had it was so vivid i woke up that morning literally called my father and said i don't care what has to happen i'm signing everything i'm not changing my mind i have to get out of here right now seriously um mm. and f you know and at first he had he even had some people on his side they didn't think that i was going to happen they was like well you try to do it the first time you spend all this money why try get him again um and and, and to be honest, if he felt that way, he could have said, you know, well, you, Chris, I already tried to spend thousands of dollars and you said, no, I don't want to have to go that. I don't want I don't want to do that again. But um, he didn't. He just said, OK. And then he started the process. And then at the end, end of my junior year, um, I, I stayed up with and we actually <laughs> our, that journey started off uh, not rocky at first because it was a new environment, new situation. I was used to doing some things. He had rules. But right. Over time, it was extremely, <laughs> it was extremely pivotal. Rules, those those crazy little things, right? <laughs> or wow. sure, yeah. So so you navigate this thing, you make it out alive, and you move in oh, yeah. with your dad. How does this now begin to impact your your vision for your future? What what do you begin to see for yourself at this point? It was a lot of possibilities. And I, when I look back, it's a lot of things that he taught me that helped me helps me out in the business world today. So it, when I when I first moved with, for example, um, when you speak, look at somebody in the eye. Right. You know, mm -hmm. I always used to talk with my head down um, when when, I, when you walk, have good posture, stand straight up when you shake people's hands, make sure that, you know, it's a, it's a firm handshake, um, you know. Take care of your he, he used to say this all the time, take care of what he's to take care of your business. And when you're when you're younger, he didn't care about anything as you could play video games. You can go outside with your friends. It's the business taken care of. So back then was are the chores done? Is the grass cut? Uh, you know, is your homework done? Check, check, check. OK, yeah, you can play video games, whatever, because the business is taken care of. You'll be surprised right. how you can carry that throughout life when you want to lay around. So for me, I'm a football nut. So I like to watch football on the weekends. But, you know, as you get older, you have responsibilities. Before I can enjoy that, I have to make sure the business is taken care of. Or is my week prepared? Did, did I do X, Y, and Z? Did I do, did I do this? Did, did I do that? If all of those checkpoints are done, then I can, I can enjoy myself a bit without worrying about what's not, what's not complete. Um, you know, being, being somebody who, who taught, who taught me how to, uh, how to work hard, you know, not, not necessarily, you know, work, but have a work ethic. If you're going to do something, he always tell me, if you're going to do something, make sure you do your best or right. why are you, why are you even doing it? Like, why would you put your name on something that you, that you, you know, didn't do your best on Because people, that's how people are going to judge you based off your quality of work. So wow. it's just a lot of things that he, he would, he would teach me over time that 
as a teenager, when you think you know everything, you don't listen to it. But then as you get up, I mean, as you get older, you realize like this makes so much sense. They make yeah. so much sense. And, and, and you can translate that. Um, and that lessons are there to be learned if you're willing to listen for sure. Yeah. So now you are in this space where you are a successful financial advisor, financial planner with with uh, with a lot of different companies and a lot of different individuals. What are some of the lessons or what's an important lesson that you might even if you had the opportunity to speak to some of the some of your friends from from your old neighborhood based on where you are right now, what are the two biggest lessons maybe that you would share with them? It's another way, especially in this day and age. Um, because, and I, the reason why I say that is because uh, I understand the thought process behind that because it's easy to go into go into a situation and say there's an, another way when right now things aren't going well from 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 a financial standpoint, right? Mm, yeah. Um, right. So it's easy to say, yeah, you can do this. It's another way, X, Y, and Z. But when your lights are off, or you don't have any food, or you don't have any hot water, you don't really want to hear that. You want to you want to under you want to you're trying to get money right now to help the family. That's just that's just your mentality. Um, but what I would say to just in general is one of the reasons why Brian and I started this podcast because when you look at, especially now in this day, day and age, mm-hmm. you can pretty much whatever your passion is or whatever you're interested in, you can do something with it and become successful at it. You started what was my story. Brian and I started uh, successful fundamentals because everybody wants to be successful, but what they look at as success is on social media. What mm. we're trying to teach you, right? What we're trying to teach you is like, what do you like you can in, in this digital age you can if you if you like to make pens you can turn on the camera flip flip it around and talk about your passion for pens how did how did your passion come up you can put that content out there and you yeah. can continue to, to, to build on that platform um but understanding and defining success for you in this noisy world in this noisy world and understanding that it's okay if you like whatever the case may be and you can be successful in doing that you just had to define it for you and don't compare your lives to anybody else because you have no idea what their journey is and, you, and that's just a highlight reel every i know that's cliche and that's what everybody else is saying but yeah. you know but success is is a personal thing all right it has nothing to do with what everybody else is doing and, and and the thing that you may you think you want from from a publicity standpoint is not is may not be for you right um because you don't know what all comes with that never never ask for anybody else's blessings because you don't know what their burdens are so that's the whole thing wow wow so as far as goals let's talk about that for a moment because let's and let's end and wrap here because when you are in the environment that you grew up in Mm-hmm. Goal setting might not have been a thing, right? You you just kind of you, you you go along to get along, and you do what happens every single day. If you could um, transmit to somebody else in your your old neighborhood uh, about a goal, what what are the types of things that you would tell them are possible? Anything is possible. You just have to be patient. Yeah. So whatever, so whatever, so whatever you choose. Will Smith has this great saying. Um, he goes, he he says, 
he uses it. He he, the example he uses is building a wall. So what he says is, you don't start out building the wall itself, right? Right. You start off laying the laying that one brick as perfectly as you can lay that brick, and you continue to lay bricks, and eventually you look back and you will have a wall. What I would tell people back home, whatever you're interested in, just start. And it's okay if you don't start the way you want to start. For example, you may have to work at a job to save up to start the thing that you like doing, but start the job. That's the first brick. The job is the first brick. Saving is the next brick. Third brick is is starting to do it. Like when you have free time, do whatever you want to do or whatever you're passionate about on the side, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And on the the flip side of that, it's okay if you're not an entrepreneur. Everybody's not built to be an entrepreneur. You can have passion (laughs) and you can have fulfillment by doing yeah. exactly what you're doing currently. So it's okay, right? You just have to define it for yourself, but just lay that first brick, continue to lay those bricks. And 10, 15, 20 years down the line, when you look back, you'll be amazed by what you did, right? And and it looks good to you. Just do that and you'll be just fine. I love it. Where do people get in touch with you to learn a little bit more about what you do and how you serve? Absolutely. You can reach us um, on Instagram at Success Fundamentals Podcast. That's where we post all our content. You can listen to our Success Fundamentals Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Um, Just type in Success Fundamentals and we pop right up. Um, We're also on LinkedIn. Um, We also have a YouTube channel if you'd like to listen to us from or if you're a a visual person like myself. So uh, Success Fundamentals Podcast on our platforms. Find us. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave us a comment. Love it. Chris, hang out at the green room for just a second. Let's do this wrap up. So it doesn't matter where you start out. It's about where you end up. If you decide that no matter what your environment looks like, if you decide that you can do better, that you can do greater, that you can do bigger, then all it takes, as Chris said, is taking one brick at a time, one brick at a time stacking those bricks beside each other, stacking them on top of each other. And then ultimately you'll begin to see what looks like a wall and maybe not a wall only, but a building. And maybe that building is a cathedral or maybe that building is a mansion, whatever it is, whatever you dream, you can do that. And you can be that if you'll only start taking and building one brick at a time. Hey, y'all, remember, we say this at the end of every episode. Everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story, and your story deserves a stage. We'll see you back here next week for another episode of the What's My Story podcast, how I got from there to here.